night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Welcome to the show, everyone. Looking forward to having tonight's discussion. I do every night, actually. I will tell you I'm fighting a bit of a headache. I don't know what's going on. It might be the weather change. We had like 47 degrees today, so everything is wet because we had, uh, gosh, uh, at least a foot of snow on the ground, probably more. And, um, you know, it started melting with the warmer weather. Everything is uh, turning to ice because as it melts, then it refreezes, and it's kind of crazy. But apart from that, when the weather changes, um, you know, in the in the uh, air pressure changes, uh, it tends to I tend to get headaches. I don't know. So maybe that's what's happening. But either way, I'm here. I'm ready to have a great conversation about the new world order. We've seen we've seen some very very dramatic changes in the way we view and talk about uh, international uh, organizations like the UN or the World Health Organization. These things. I mean, we all know that there's been quite an evolution. And in fact, some would say a revolution in the way all of this is being uh, handled, in, both from a media perspective and a governmental perspective. So we had Dina Ray on the program. I, I don't remember when it was, probably about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. And we talked about the New World Order. She's written about it. She's looked into a lot of this stuff. But, you know, that seems like a, a lifetime ago, given how much everything has changed. So we decided to bring her back on. And we're going to get an update on all of this. So looking forward to that, of course. Okay, let's go to break. Let's uh, get our guest on the line again. Tonight we're talking about New World Order with Dina Ray. It's Beyond Reality. We'll be right back. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you to everybody for being here. Make sure you subscribe to our Twitch channel and our YouTube channel, and also find us on social media like Facebook. Uh, you can find Beyond Reality Radio there. It's very easy to locate. The Facebook and, or the, excuse me, the Twitch and the YouTube channels are easy to find by just searching my name, J.V. Johnson. It's very simple, and uh, we appreciate the subscribes and the follows. It's uh, it's important. I love seeing this, the audience grow, and uh, that's been happening regularly, so thank you very much for doing that. Also, the podcast is a great way to catch the show, and you can subscribe to that, too. It's free, of course, and it's on all major podcast distribution platforms. The name of the podcast is a little different. It's Beyond Reality Paranormal. So when you're searching for the podcast, type that in. Beyond Reality Paranormal, it's easy to find. So tonight we're going to be talking about the New World Order. There's been a lot going on in the last 12 months that has changed the way people think about this and look at it. And our guest is a returning guest, Dina Ray. Of course, she lives with her family and her three dogs outside Dallas. And she is an avid tennis player, a movie buff, a teacher, and a self-proclaimed expert on several conspiracy theories. We're going to be talking about all of that tonight. Dina, welcome back to Beyond Reality. It's great to have you with us again. Thanks for having me, JV. Now, you, you live in Dallas. Were you affected by the nasty winter weather that is so foreign to uh, to anybody <laughs> who lives in Texas? But not to us in upstate New York, but you certainly aren't used to it. 
Uh, um, well, I'm originally from Chicago, so I'm ah. uh, used to a real winter, but they aren't down here. And uh, we had power outage. Uh, yeah. Thank God our pipes didn't break, but uh, a lot of people's pipes did break, and a lot of schools are still closed because of the mass that's left to clean up. And it's been uh, about 75, 80 degrees the last few days, oh, wow. so okay. it, it just the extremes are are ridiculous. Yeah. So, has everybody gotten their power back for the most part? Or are they still struggling with that? I would say um, most people have gotten their power back, but uh, a lot of people have um, the damage to contend with, sure. with uh, the pipes. Yeah. Uh, when you're not used to those types of temperatures, you you tend not to think about the fact your pipes are going to freeze, and that creates quite a mess. It does not take much of a, a, a break in a pipe to just make it a nightmare. Um, you know, we've heard a ton of different things, and this certainly isn't why we brought you on the program to talk tonight. However, what are you hearing locally in where you are about the reason so many people lost power from this storm? Well, um, we have... We're, uh, Texas is separate from the rest of the nation, uh, on, uh, they have their own, uh, they're not on a national power grid. And our governor today had, um, a lengthy, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll get to the bottom of this type of speech. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically there's this group called IRCA who oversees the power companies and, um, Five people on the board got fired. I don't know who hires these people, but there's 15 people total on the board, and I don't know which five got fired, but it was going around that of those 15 people, um, five of them didn't even live in Texas. Um, One lived in Germany, one lived in Canada, one lived in Colorado, um, two of them lived in California. How they got their job, I don't know. We all knew about the the storm for two weeks in advance. So to be unprepared for this, uh, there's really, I mean, that's going to be a, another conspiracy for sure. Because um, according to Abbott, he called Erka uh, a week before this whole storm and, and said, it, "Will there be enough power uh, as people raise their heat and?" Um, as, as people use more electric and, um, you know, the pipes and so forth. And they said, yeah, we got it, according to Abbott. So, wow. um, you know, we'll see. Time will tell as this unfolds. But uh, some people died as a result. And uh, we've got uh, millions, if not billions, of dollars of damage. So again, you know, I'll go back to the question though. Obviously, they were they didn't expect what happened to happen, and I'm talking about failures in the in the in the power supply. What were the failures? Why did was it downed power lines? Was it uh, power generation being taken offline? What or just was there not enough supply? To, you know, even with everything working for demand to be met. Well, one of uh, there's a lot of there's a multitude of reasons. Uh, one of my favorite reasons uh, they like to use about uh, wind uh, power, how Mm -hmm. the turbines froze. Well, again, like I said, I'm from Chicago and in the middle of the state of Illinois, and I'm going to guess it's the same where you're from, they have uh, drones and they have helicopters 
that spray anti yeah uh, anti freezers on the turbines so they keep going the whole year. Right. Well, you know, and and then they're real snotty about it to boot. They're like, oh well, this just shows you that wind power doesn't work. Well, that's not really fair because they didn't use any drones and they didn't use any deicers. Right. They, to take care of the problem. They obviously they weren't prepared to to winterize the wind turbines there like we are in upstate New York or you mm-hmm. your, you know your uh, Illinois folks are as well. Anybody who lives through winters 6 to 8 months a year which we do here um you know you just know how to live and you know it's like it's like when we get a snowstorm you know our roads are cleared in a few hours and we're ready to go again if they get a dusting in Georgia they don't they're, you know, they're out for a week you know it's the same kind right. of deal right uh, we're used mm-hmm. to it you're not so i don't know it's 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 odd to me i feel like um we we keep seeing these anomalies popping up and you know california had has had rolling blackouts for years um I'm I'm concerned overall that we're starting to lose sight of the importance of reliable, safe power being delivered right. to our homes. I mean, that's a bit a bit scary in itself. Exactly, and uh, you. Sh- I mean, you should have seen the roads. All right, let's let's uh, let's change the topic. When were you on last? Do you remember? Um, I th- I think you had me on maybe over the summer, possibly. Yeah, the, uh, maybe this the um the spring or the summer. Yeah, so but a lot has happened. I mean, things that we probably even over the summer would have said no, that'll never happen. Those things have happened given the fact that there seems to be a wholesale change in in what people are willing to accept as far as orders, mandates, restrictions, edicts coming from their government officials. Have you noticed this change? Uh, yes, it is worse than uh, what conspiracy theorists like me and, and you and uh, everybody else who, who likes to make predictions uh, have ha- thought. I uh, I just I can't believe what's going on. Um, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but um, this whole... COVID-19 thing is starting to get to be a little bit shysty. Uh, I, I, I did, by the way, full disclosure, I had COVID in December, January oh, area. Wow. Well, you sound and like you've recovered. That's good. I, and, uh, I also had the vaccine, um, and my, both of my daughters had COVID the same time. I think quite honestly, I think they gave me the COVID, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, another story. Mm-hmm. And they did not have the vaccine. No, wait, wait. Did you um, have the vaccine prior to getting COVID? Did you, or did you have no, it after the after you did? A- after. Okay. After. Um, but my daughters are in their low twenties, and they they don't want to get the vaccine. Yeah. They are afraid that it causes um, sterility, and around the summer area when they were talking about the vaccine in the fall area, that was one of the main things that popped up. Now, if you Google, will young women get sterile from COVID? Uh, it's just pages of how uh, that's false information. Yeah. So wait a minute. Yeah. So who's, who's controlling the information in the search? Well, Google. That's right, and it was it was fair game in the summer, but not anymore. It's pages and pages of how that's false information. So which is it? 
Yeah, see, this is a whole another topic that we're going to get into in our discussion tonight. But it's the big, it's big tech becoming part of this uh, uh, throttle on information flow, and that is the scariest part of all of what is going on. And I don't want to get into that particular conversation yet. I want to ask you about um, uh, your daughter's choices here. Uh, you know, from what you can tell us, we don't want to get too personal, but they don't want to take the vaccine until they get more information, right? Is that fair to say? Right. They are, it's not like they're anti-vaxxers or anything like that. They're not non-maskers. They're not deniers. They're not anti-vaxxers. They just, you know, they'd like to get married one day. They'd like to have children one day and they're in college right now. So, uh, they'd like to wait, see what you know, happens. You know, here's here's the thing, and I saw a story the other day about a woman who was about to become pregnant. Who, who she recently married, and they were she and her husband were uh, planning to start a family. And um, she, I'm trying. I think she worked at a restaurant, and the restaurant sent out an email to all of their employees saying, "You you must get vaccinated." She said, "I I am not going to get vaccinated until I'm certain of the safety because I'm looking to start a family immediately." They fired her because of that. And this, this is the incentive. Now, listen, I I think we've we've witnessed basically a miracle of science with the with the speed at which this yep. vaccine has been developed and how it very well may save us from what could be a uh, you know long hard road with a virus that came out of nowhere basically. However, because it was developed so quickly and because it was um, you know it's being thrown at us. In almost a mandated way, mm-hmm. there are legitimate questions that people have, and those those questions are sincere and deserve to be answered before you allow somebody to put some foreign substance into your arm. I mean, that's not unreasonable. Uh, I I mean, I couldn't agree more. That's it, just a reasonable. I mean, I uh, I have a old. I have a mother who's sick, and she's old. And if I wasn't vaccinated, I couldn't see her. Uh, I'm a teacher, so, you know, I, I work in a high school with 3,500 kids in it. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm at a high risk, so to speak. So my decision was based on I really would like to see my mother. I'm at high risk. Um, and, that's, I, and that's another important point. Certain populations are higher risk than others. Um, and, and you know what? It's worth, I mean, you look at someone who is in their 70s or 80s, and you know that the, the chance of uh, morbidity with COVID is, is significantly higher. You say, okay, at this point, yeah, it's worth the risk. They're not going to start a family anytime soon. You know, they've done that. Um, so right. you got to be able to balance these things. But your daughters in their, in their, in their early 20s, they're not at high risk from even being very sick from this disease, let alone uh, having any serious complications, they they are should be completely respected for their opinion and their desire to get more information before, again, you let somebody stick a needle with some foreign substance into your arm. Exactly. And, I, you know, I, not to, you know, beat this like a dead horse, but uh, back when... Um, like March or April, when we all had decided to lock down the whole entire country, we had Bill Gates, who is not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, he's an expert telling us that we all need to get vaccinated. Who is behind this vaccine but Bill Gates? 
And, uh, you know, he doesn't exactly have a, a, a squeaky clean reputation with vaccines. Just ask a few countries in Africa. So, uh, again, you're, there's a lot of questions that, you know, I, I'm glad that we've got a vaccine. And I mean, my, I, my days of having kids are over. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But if I was a young woman, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, be quick. Yeah. yeah quick to get my arm stuck. So, you know, this 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 is a small segment of this greater new world order conversation we're going to get into here. But this is a really important one and it's very it's very contemporary. It's all happening around us now. There's a real possibility at some point you may be forced to have this vaccination, whether you want right. it or not, whether you have questions or not. Um, and they may not be able to do it by passing a law saying you have to have it, but they may say, you know what? You can't travel on an airplane unless you have it. You can't work for any any uh, organization that is affiliated with any government entity, which is almost every organization anymore, um, if you don't have it. I mean, there, there are ways they can passively uh, enact a, a law that will require you to get it if you want to survive in in the community you live in, and that could very well happen soon. Well, what I got my second shot a couple days ago, and they give you a card with um, two stickers on it, and they said, "Don't lose this card." And I said, "Why will I need it if I want to travel?" And uh, they go, "Well, I don't know, but don't, don't take a picture of the card in case you lose it." And, you know, they were real, make sure that you have a picture of the card because you mm-hmm. could lose it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, where is this going? Is this card going to be like the new passport? Should I get it laminated? Am I going to be cracking it out every time I go somewhere? Um, so, I mean, is that where we're going? I, I know in China they've got on your cell phone, if you don't have COVID, you have it, you've got, it shows a green thing on your screen. If you're around people who have COVID, it shows yellow. If if you have red, that means you have COVID. And then there's checkpoints, and you can't go anywhere if you're yellow or red. Is that where we're headed with all of this? Um, so let's 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 talk a little bit more about COVID itself, because and and what you just described as a as a process by which you get a card, and the real fear is that that card is going to be your passport to be able to fly on a plane or whatever. There are diseases that are far more serious than uh, COVID is. Things things like, uh, you know, smallpox or, or, Mm -hmm. or um, uh, polio or even things like mumps and measles. You know, these are things that we've been getting, getting uh, vaccinated for, for years, but not everybody gets vaccinated for these things. And there is no, card that I need to carry around showing mm-hmm. that I'm vaccinated. Now, there have been occasions where I've had to prove my vaccinations for various things, mm-hmm. but it's very limited, very, very rare and very limited. So why this one, Dina? Is this is this a product of what's happening in the world right now, or or is this just an overreaction to a new virus? Well, uh, I, I think it's an overreaction, and, um, you know, I, I hate to keep uh, going back to China, but they they did start this, and uh, they're uh, very friendly now with uh, trying to help uh, this country with uh, the lab results for the vaccine. Uh, it was, I, and I want to. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I go on some rumor mills, conspiracy type of Facebook pages, uh, websites, all of it. Um, 
source, but this one was a supposed legitimate source, CBS. And they had a big uh, article about this company, this Chinese company called BGI, and they are the world's largest biotech firm, and they're very friendly with our states, especially Washington State. That was their first target. Uh, you know, hey, that seems to have a, a fracture in it. Just look at what happened to Seattle over the summer. It seems that they don't have a good handle on things over there. So that's where they started, BGI, and they want to offer donations. They want to offer equipment. They want to help the labs give the shots in the arms. Well, why? And uh, a lot of people seem to think, including the CIA FBI agent, his name's uh, Bill Ivania, he ended up quitting because he was so opposed to all of this. He didn't think that China should be helping us with our vaccines. He thinks that they're um, uh, mining our DNA. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this this story and these fears. Uh, you know, China all of a sudden very altruistic, offering to do all these things. And uh, the fear is, and in fact, I think there's a lot of evidence to support this claim, that they are in fact mining DNA and other in, uh, health information from Americans. And, yep. they've, you know, we, we know for a fact that, that China has been uh, mining data of all kinds for a very, very mm-hmm. long time because data is power and um you know we all know that the that uh, china is looking for more power um but again i go back to the original question that started this particular conversation is this you say i i believe it definitely is an overreaction here but in addition to be a, being an overreaction i can't help but think there's something more to this there's something more to the way the U the UN, the way the international community, the way our own government is responding to this virus versus any other uh, illness or sickness or whatever it happens to be that uh, you know that that we've come across. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay how serious it is because we've had a half a million deaths or so. I don't know if I fully believe the official numbers. I think they might be a little skewed. However, we have had a lot of uh, death as a result of COVID. So it is something that's serious. But at the same time, this reaction, a year of locks, lockdowns, mandated vaccinations, um, they're looking at a $2 trillion uh, quote unquote stimulus bill that is full of so full of pork and hidden regulations and, um, you know, Trojan horse type uh, laws that it would make your head spin. Uh, what right. what is the the greater uh, objective here? Do you see one? Oh, it's it's uh, like that famous saying: "Don't let a crisis go to waste." Uh, this is. Uh, I I always thought it would be a war. Be, to be honest with you, I I thought that there would be some kind of horrible nuclear war, and that would be the the tipping point like okay we can't we have to be a one world government because if we're a one world government then there can be no war because we're all on the same team so that was um i think i might be wrong on that one and i'm starting to think that a global pandemic gives you the same effect we've got this global problem and we're all in it together and we all need to do a b c d and, uh, you know, that's how it's going to go. 
uh, I, I was uh, watching, what was I, I, I can't remember the new show, but they were showing Canada. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is Canada. Yeah. I, I would, uh, they were showing uh, the police um, just pushing and beating the people who had a party because they had to be, you know, all the feet apart and only so many people can, I mean, they were just, they were, it was like police brutality on uh, adults having a party. I, I mean, I don't have the stomach for that. And apparently they all got fined $1,000. Yeah, I think you and I watched the same programs. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> I saw that too, and I thought this is this is the free world. This is happening in the free Western world. The the you know the place where we recognize that human rights are supreme above all, and and yet police because a group of people decided to get together, and I think it was for a New Year's Eve gathering. Yeah, uh, because a few people decided to get together. They're all adults. They all decided that you know they that, that social interaction was more important to them at the time, and they were young adults at that. And some neighbor called the police, and they kicked the doors down and dragged them out, basically by their hair. Yeah, I this is a, this is very very scary and and very bizarre to see in this part of the world. I mean, this is something. Yeah, you might see in you know venezuela or something or china (laughs) exactly exactly and now it's something that's a very real reality in the united states and canada in the uk and in places that you know freedom has been the principal governing factor for over 200 years Uh, it's it's scaring me to the core to be to be watching this stuff and there's a lot of suspicion that uh you know obviously that the 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 virus itself was engineered in a in a laboratory in wuhan china there you know that there are people that firmly believe that there are the world health organization organization disputes that now they had at one point thought it was possible but I, you can't trust anything the who says and the fact that we are now sending money to that organization again is also scary to me because they mm-hmm. they've lied to us they blatantly hid china's misinformation um as this thing was developing it could have been stopped in its tracks but uh the who mm-hmm was complicit in in the fact uh that it wasn't and it was released to the world and has done not just the damage to uh to people in the form of death and disease but to the economies of the world which we've not even yet to begun feeling the effects of that no uh and uh politically quite honest um uh, quite honestly donald trump was sailing to a, a second term uh i think most people would have uh, would yeah. agree on no, I that think that's very, and then covid and okay, now we've got all of these new rules about mailbox and this and that. I mean, you know, I I don't want to get into it. Maybe he um, kind of lost it at the end, and you know, he you know was screaming, "I got robbed!" and all of that crazy stuff with uh, the rallies and all of that. I don't, you know, I don't know. But I will say that our election of 2020 was not how we normally do it. And my opinion is if you can go to the grocery store, then why can't you go vote? 
at your precinct. Uh, I, I agree fully. <laughs> I, there should be a little bit of, uh, um, uh, what's the word, a little bit of a personal investment in the voting process. And, I, and, and, right. and opening it up to the amount of fraud that is possible, and I'm not saying there was, there wasn't. I, I'm not right. going to even go down that road. But I will say that there's no question it opens the possibility of fraud doing it this way when we start to do this by mail and with no type of uh, voter identification of any kind. Uh, you can't help but assume that would open up the system to a lot of fraud. So I have a real problem with that as well. Let's back this whole thing up. We could talk about this part of it all day, but we've already been talking for about a half hour and we've barely scratched the surface. When we talk about the New World Order, if someone was new to this idea, what is it? What are we talking about when we say New World Order? Okay, the New World Order, there's there's a couple different versions. So... Let me be very clear of the new world order that I believe in, because you can get into some trouble. Say, "Oh, I believe in new world order." Uh, there's there's a lot of different versions. The one that I believe in the most is that there are there's an inner circle of people in this world, not just this country, but in this world. Um, we could definitely talk about who I think is. Um, heading all of this tech companies, but that's, you know, we'll go down that road and they want to create a one world government where there's a handful of elites that rule everything and everybody else is a citizen of the world. Um, why are they doing it? Well, there's uh, obviously power is one of them. Um, if you're religious, which I am, there's the the uh, biblical prophecy in some of the uh, books in the Bible, like Daniel, like Revelation, uh, like a few more, that predict that at the end of days, we're going to become a one-world government and the Antichrist will be our leader. There are other people who believe that we need to be a one-world government uh, because if we're going to hail and usher in the aliens, we have to have just one leader of our entire planet. And okay, that one's a little bit more bizarre, but I could, I I believe in aliens. Sure. Okay. Maybe the two of them are related. I'm not quite sure. That is what new world order is. It's, it's, um, it's a play for power, uh, the ultimate power, it's like the ultimate Game of Thrones. Who Who's going to get to be king of the world or queen? And we've got this, it, under this umbrella of New World Order, we've got all of these other conspiracy theories that hatch from it. And, um, of course, China um, is a big player. Of course, our tech uh, our tech billionaires are a big player. The U.S. is a big player. Um, movie, uh, cult, American culture, uh, they try to sell us something. They try to sell us a, a bag of goods. They're part of it. Our colleges, our colleges um, aren't really promoting freedom of thought anymore. They're, they're promoting uh, indoctrination instead. So no, there's a reason they're, for they're, they're basic... all of this, and, and it... it it Dina, falls under the umbrella of New World Order. Yeah, and, Dina, the, the, um, the universities and colleges are basically uh, prohibiting freedom of thought. I, I just, 
Uh, like there's that, I, I believe she's in New York, one of uh, your your people. Uh, that <laughs> Don't take <wine>. my people. <laughs> it, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stefanik, is that it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Elise, right? Elise Stefanik, a, oh. a congresswoman. She went to Harvard and now she's banned yeah. from attending. She, she's an alumni of Harvard. Yeah. She paid the whatever, 80 yep. grand a year or whatever it was to get yep. her degree. Mm-hmm. And now she's banned from making a speech. She's a congresswoman. Yeah, they tried. They tried to remove. They tried to strip her of her degree because she's a conservative. This is this is insane. This is insane. Anybody, right or left or middle, should look at the idea that we're banning and impugning people because of their political thought. They should be scared to death of that. If and if they're not, they're mm-hmm. too stupid to recognize that they're coming for you next. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I have no patience for this. None. And and people who defend it have no idea what they're talking about and can't think past their own forehead. No, I, this is exactly what George Orwell warned us about. He, yep. he warned us about in his novel, nineteen eighty four. He he warned us in various interviews with um, uh, people of of that day back in the thirties and forties. And here he was like a prophet of a, a modern day prophet and. Here we are, um, 2021, well, was, and it's happening. Yeah, he was a visionary for sure. Now, does does the New World Order in any of these scenarios that you uh, outlined here as possibilities, whether it's a New World Order based on the Antichrist or a New World Order based on uh, alien contact, whatever it happens to be, does do any of those scenarios, do they all require a weaker America for them to achieve this? Oh, absolutely. Uh, America and uh, the First Amendment and the Second Amendment are probably the two biggest problems. Uh, and the Third Amendment, quartering soldiers, uh, that's a problem, especially when you're under martial law. And the fourth, uh, fourth Amendment, which basically protects you from somebody sticking a needle in your arm without your permission. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Our our Bill of Rights, especially, I mean, you can argue about the other amendments there, but our forefathers wanted those ten amendments to be the most important, and they want to get rid of them. Um, As we look at this develop, you know, you've got players like Facebook, you've got players like Google and YouTube, which have now become the conduits for at least 80, maybe 90 percent of all information flow through, um, you know, through our, our culture. Uh, it used to be that we had, you know, thousands of independent radio stations, thousands of independent television stations, tens of thousands of independent newspapers. And if you didn't like what one was telling you, you could turn to another one. And the competition between them all made them all strive to be better and provide people with information that they wanted. That's not the case anymore. These tech monopolies have effectively um, destroyed the uh, communications yep. industry, papers are going out of business, radio stations and television television stations, at least the independent ones, can't compete anymore. So they don't staff. They may be on the air, but they don't staff news departments. Um, so all the information is flowing through two companies, basically. Google yep. and maybe Twitter as well. So three companies. What do we do about this? Because if they decide, and you know their decisions recently have me very concerned, but if they decide to be part of this, what happens to information flow? How do we get informed? How do we have a conversation about New World Order when they can shut us off when we start talking about New World Order? Well, we Parler tried to offer 
an alternative direction. And, you know, they, their uh, site was so offensive, which, you know, that's an, that's so inferior, such a, such a, uh, insult to, I think, the average person's intelligence. And the crap that Twitter will allow, you know, you could, Sit and say, I want to do jihad on uh, America and, and death to America and and let's kill Trump and let, you could all the crap that you could say on Twitter is okay, but Parler maybe they did get a little bit ugly. Maybe I, you know I don't I don't know because I joined Parler and then literally the next day <laughs> it was shut down. <laughs> I, know. I know I think I think I did the same thing. Um, you know when I when I saw that as a, as a, a free speech option, I wanted to support it. Um, however, it, it was taken off immediately. And again, I don't think they were any more complicit in what is being misrepresented as an insurrection at the Capitol than Facebook was. In fact, that's been proven that Facebook had more communication and chatter about the planning and organization of that violence than Parler did. But Facebook hasn't been shut down. Nobody's threatened to shut them down, boycott them, or any of those things. Well, yeah, they know exactly who to pay for, uh, uh, you know, campaign contributions or whatever you want to call it. To me, it's it sounds like a bribe. But let's look at somebody like Bill Gates, because you brought him up. Bill Gates, oh, yeah. one of the richest men in the world. Plus, you have Jeff Bezos. You've got uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, you've got all of these tech-related billionaires who seem to uh, be very, very politically active and have an agenda. What is their involvement? Are they part of this cabal? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget George Soros, although he's right. not a tech guy. Uh, and he's suspiciously old. Why is he so old? Why didn't he die yet? Okay, that's another, <laughs> that's a whole other show. But, um, suspiciously old. I like that. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates, um, I just, I do not get him. He comes off as kind of nerdy, kind of uh, a smart, nerdy man who's kind and he's got this foundation. And all this and that, well, Bill Gates likes to talk about uh, population and and how we're over, we're um, by 2050 we're going to have 10 billion people and and oh we can't sustain that and and he's uh, really into the UN. Um, Bill Gates, uh, I think America and Bill Gates are the biggest supporters of the WHO. Now, why is a private citizen donating to the World Health Organization, which is part of the UN? Right. Uh, I, I don't even get that. How is that even possible? This is a govern. This is a thing that governments join, not individual citizens. But um, you know, I, I know I was alluding to it before. But Bill Gates has got this thing about population control, and he was even sued in Ghana um, about ten years ago. They uh, think that he was loading up the, va- the vaccines. Uh, that were sterile, and somebody even took him to court. Hmm. So uh, he, of course, got out of it, but um, that brought on some other accusations. And um, in Kenya, um, in Ga- uh, Ghana was where Bill Gates got in trouble. Um, Kenya, Zimbabwe, uh, all over Africa, they were all screaming, uh, uh, um, what you, uh, sterility. They were all all screaming that um, they couldn't have kids. So here we've got some guy who is an uh, advocate of controlling the population, and um, you know, and here he is behind this vaccine. 
I mean, it would be, on, on the other side of the argument, would it, it, you know, it's easy to say, okay, somebody who's, who's been wildly successful financially um, created uh, one of the most dominant country, uh, companies in history and became one of the richest men in the world because of that. He's effectively retired from Microsoft. Uh, you know, he wants a project. He wants a cause. He wants something to be able to feel useful. I can understand that sentiment, but are you saying it goes beyond that? Well, he's not a doctor, so this is just um, getting into healthcare and not being a doctor is just, to me, odd. What about homelessness? What about, like, a social cause? What about, um, you know, uh, uh, homes for humanity, like Jimmy Carter? Uh, why not something of that level? Why not, uh, compu- he's a computer genius, why not set up an infrastructure in, he likes to go to Africa all the time. Why doesn't he set up an infrastructure in Africa? Why doesn't he hire people to train them so that they can be worthy in the job market? Um, there's so many things he could be doing, but he chooses this whole medical angle. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe this is all innocent and he um, just wants to do his part and help make the world a better place. But I don't know. I just I find the whole thing odd. Yeah, that's well, all. It, it, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I was just presenting a counter argument, but, but it is very, very odd why he's so involved in this. And you know what makes what's even stranger? It's one thing to have an opinion about something like this. You know, he's not a doctor, but he has opinions that you would expect from a doctor. But it's the fact that the media goes to him and asks the questions yeah. as though he yeah. has some kind of expertise in that particular field. Right. In fact, he's been on more talk shows uh, talking about, um, you know, the vaccine and um, uh, what else does he like to talk about? He likes to talk about, uh, like, that uh, Cortez lady, uh, how we need to make uh, eat these incredible burgers that aren't beef. And, yeah, I'm you know, not doing that. Of, I'm not doing that. <laughs> sustainability stuff. Yeah, and it's I just, crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff. Um Let's let's uh, let's look at this progress to toward a new world order as a clock, um, you know, a twelve-hour clock with hands, you know, the old-fashioned kind. Where was that clock prior to, let's say, January of of twenty twenty, and where is it now? At midnight, um, midnight and being what, midnight, stroke midnight, of midnight the... is, is the new world is the when new world order is realized. I would say we're about at 10 or 10.30. We've got... Um, Where were we in January of 2020? How much has that clock advanced in the last year? I think we went from about 7 o'clock at night till till 10 or 10.30. So we made a, a pretty significant leap forward here. And we've I, got, I mean, we've got everything in place. We've got the UN. We've got international laws. We've got international courts. We've got... Uh, global finance. We've got the World Bank, the World Trade, the um, Inter, um, uh, the the IMF, Monetary Fund. We've got. Um, we don't. We don't have a currency yet, but that's coming. We've got global media. We've got. We're getting global censorship more and more every day. Um, we have to have socialism, or it won't work. And every day we're seeing more and more of that. We, it has to be a socialist. Uh, world government, because if America and Europe and Canada are going to continue living like fat cats, 
all of the nations that are poor are going to have a fit. So, you know, it's got, it's got to be socialist. It's got to be redistribution, or again, it's not going to work. Um, we've got grassroots groups, which I don't think they're very grassroots. I think they're organized and paid for by our tech billionaires and our billionaire George Soros. We've got our global problem, which is uh, the coronavirus and the environment. Because remember, our environment's going to um, self-destruct in ten years if we don't. Yeah, let, know, me, let spend... me let me make a comment about that because we had a, a conversation recently on the program about uh, you know climate change and and the looming restrictions and regulations that are coming uh, from this administration as it relates to that. Things like canceling the Keystone Pipeline and these other immediate actions that have direct impacts. I and mean, we've seen the price of gas go up 30 40% uh, because of this stuff. And it's just starting. Um, I suspect, and again, this is me getting into my opinions, but I, I, I've watched this effort to create laws and restrictions and regulations uh, that uh, are supposed to be addressing climate change as climate change has been the justification of these you know they've been trying this for years and along comes covid and all of a sudden they've got a reason to enact those basically there's almost some of the same restrictions and regulations and they've they've done it basically overnight and now they feel like they can do this when with impunity and the next thing we're going to see is climate change change being a rationalization for even further restrictions and regulations and laws and uh, um, the elimination of freedoms. Right. I'm, I'm 100% with you. It, it, to me, the, some of the, the, the so obvious that this, this COVID, the climate change, all of this is a, a smokescreen, per se, is um, like this whole border thing, okay? Why is this so important? to get all of these people over our border. We're, we're what, $25 trillion in debt, something like that? Almost and they 30, want to spend we're all, Yeah, we're almost $30 trillion in debt, yep. We are so broke right now. Why is this such an important thing for Joe Biden to have uh, to import poverty, basically? And I, and, and I don't blame those people one bit. If I was living in Honduras, I would be doing the same thing. I don't blame them at all. They got it bad, and hey, I don't blame them. You do what you got to do. But on the on our side of the border, why are we going out of our? Why are we bending over backwards, paying for all this? But this is where this is the thing that gets me. None of them are being tested for COVID. Yeah. Wait a minute, I have but, to I have to carry my card around now. Um, I have to uh, when I go see my mom in the rehab. I have to have my COVID negative test. Um, we, uh, in some states, I live in Texas where everything's open, but other states, everything's closed because of COVID. And here we've got hundreds of thousands, soon to be millions of people crossing our border and they're not even getting tested. Are you kidding? And, and many of them are actually getting the vaccine before the rest of us can. <laughs> I mean, the, the insanity of this and people support this. I don't, I don't understand. There's no justification for any of this. Um, uh, people are blind. People vote and 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 watch. You know, maybe they watch the wrong news channels. I don't know what's happening, but they're blind to what's really going on, and it's all dangerous. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. It to me that they want to erase that border, and they want to spend, they want to ruin our eco- economy. I, well, to me, I, I'm I, don't, I don't think they're smart enough to recognize that's what the effect would be. I think the only thing they look at is it gives them increased power. 
It gives them more power, maybe perpetual power. And that's all they're concerned of, you know, because they're going to be fine. If the economy is destroyed, the, you know, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world are going to be just fine because they'll be just, you know, writing their government checks, getting their government salaries and retirements or whatever it happens to be. They're going to be fine in their compounds with their with their fences while the rest of us have to fight it out in the streets. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, JV, I'm um, I, I been a nervous wreck for uh, 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 the last month or so. I, I just, I think it started with this whole parlor thing. And I've been on edge. Uh, it we started can't before say what that, we want to say anymore. Dina, Dina, it started before that. I, You know, the, the social uh, media companies and Google and YouTube and all that, uh, they started floating these trial balloons back in the spring. They started to see, okay, well, well, we'll, we'll ban these doctors from saying anything. We'll see what happens, you know. But, and the pushback was so mild that they became brazen about it. And, it and and now we're at the point where they just do it with impunity they ban who they don't like they ban opinions they don't like if you have i mean let's talk about first the idea that i mean i, I respect you for your website which is what conspiracycrackpot.com you're poking fun at the idea that people who have you know these these non-traditional ideas um you know are made fun of but now we're called if we have these ideas, we're called, uh, you know, uh, fake newsers. We're called uh, misinformation, you know, and they want to ban. They well, they want to ban these ideas, and that to me is is beyond being un-American. That is dangerous because you know today's conspiracy theory turns out to be tomorrow's reality, and you know they don't all happen yep. that way, but enough of them do and can and will that we have to be allowed to have these conversations. Well, just I, just in the last few months, when I when I used to Google something, I would get um, like two sides of of the the question. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, some of it was conspiracy, some of it was mainstream media. Some, you know, it was kind of legit. Now it's it's obvious they've got their algorithms in place. Oh, it's it's and blatant. Got, it's blatant. It, it's blatant, yeah. and I know this program uh, has had that problem firsthand. Uh, if, if I have the wrong thing in my title on YouTube, uh, my no- my followers, my subscribers don't get a notification. Um, you know, this is craziness. I have said far before this, I have said that uh, Google needs to be broken up. Um, mm-hmm. Amazon needs to be broken up. I'm not so yeah. concerned with Facebook. Facebook doesn't have nearly as much power as those other two um, or nearly as much impact as those other two. Um, But for certain Amazon and Google need to both be broken up and it should have happened 10 years ago. Well, well, Google uh, and I mean, I'll give the Google company their props. They have infested their way into the schools. That's all we use now. Google classroom, Google docs, Google Excel, Google, everything is Google. Yeah, and they're stealing information about, uh, yep. about children and families by doing that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yep. you know, I've never been. Uh, I'm not one that 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 goes for uh, government interference in private business, but this has gotten to the point where it's controlling the public square to a dangerous degree. And it, if any time it's is it appropriate for government to step in with antitrust uh, legislation and regulations now is the time for those two companies it should have been 10 years ago uh we're 10 years too late but it has to happen 
Dana, we, we've we've jumped all over the place here, and you've gotten me all fired up. Uh, you're not, <laughs> not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be a calm uh, host, just asking uh, unbiased questions. But uh, clearly, I was I'm very invested in these discussions, and I, I we have I, to be. I caught, I caught your show uh, uh, maybe last month with um, a, a great uh, you had a great guest, and you guys were talking about censorship, by the way. And oh, yeah. um, you, uh, uh, God bless, God yeah. bless. That was a great show, and. Um, I, at least radio shows like you are not are still are still broadcasting for now. Well, anybody who has any understanding of the basis of freedom has to understand how important it is that we have free speech. And free speech includes the freedom to be wrong about things, but to pose ideas. There is no such thing as a bad idea. And, you you know, we have to be educated enough to be able to weed through that on our own. Um, but this idea that we need to have truth commissions and government bodies yep. regulating. Listen, Dina, we're out of time. I've got to let you go. Sadly, we could talk about this for another two hours um, at least. And uh, I take this all very, very seriously, and I'm glad you do too. Um, give your website out. Your books are all available there. We haven't really had much of a chance to talk about them specifically, but you've got a lot of work, I think eight books or so. Um, let people know where they can find all that. Okay, um, my name is Dina Ray, D-I-N-A-R-A-E. I have an Amazon page, uh, Dina Ray author. I have eight books. I'm on Goodreads. Again, Dina Ray books. I'm on Facebook. As we're complaining about Facebook, I'm on Facebook, Dina Ray books. Please um, uh, give me a follow or uh, a shout out. I'd appreciate it. I'm on Twitter. My handle is at Halo of the Damned. I'm on MeWe. I don't know if what anybody even heard of that <laughs> what one. Is but, that? Um, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's like a, a, a up and coming knockoff on Facebook. Oh, okay. It, it's called me. I've heard, I heard that. I heard me that parlor. And then we, I heard the that, pronouns. I heard that parlor was back up. Is it? Do you know? I don't know. I got to try. I'll, I'll definitely try. Yeah, I heard, um, I heard that it is. I don't know for sure though. Um, I, again, my latest book, my latest and greatest is Crowns and Cabals. Uh, I've, um, my other ones are the bestseller and the sequel, which are about aliens and Hitler and genetics. Uh, I've got Halo of the Dam, Halo of the Nephilim, about fallen angels. All of my books have a ton of research in them. Um, the Last Degree is about Freemasonry. Um, Love, Lust, and Voodoo is, a, is about the voodoo um, world. And then my nonfiction is Big Pharma, Big Agra, Big Conspiracy, and I am writing a second one. So um, please, you know, check me out. My books are cheap. Um, I'm on Amazon. I'm... Um, I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, I'm my publisher of Solstice Publishing. So um, please check me out. And, JV, again, you're an awesome host, and thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. I look forward to having you again as we uh, watch this and follow this. And hopefully we start seeing people wake up to the problems and the threats that are on a horizon. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.